This is the Wizards Nightshirt Podcast, episode 17. Welcome to the Wizards Nightshirt. This is episode 17. I'm Scott, and here with me are Rebecca. Howdy. And Will. Hello. At the Wizards Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man Masters of the Universe and She-Ra Princess of Power. Today, we're reviewing He-Man Season 1, Episode 9, Dragon Invasion! (laughs) Air date was September 8th, 1983. With the help of Beastman, Skeletor uses armies of dragons to invade Castle Grayskull and traps the sorcerers inside the Dragon Pearl. Right. Indeed he did. So, how, how, how's business? Are you, are you, are you, how, how are you doing in the coming business year? <laughs> I'm doing much business. Um, or should we discuss old business or new business? Yes, business. Okay. I want to discuss <laughs> new business. The new business that I have on our script is that we had a chance to talk to a friend of ours who runs a, uh, I guess he described it as a nerd store in Cleveland. And so basically it's like a tabletop games and um, comic books and that kind of stuff. Do they have He-Man stuff? They do have some He-Man stuff. And he talked to us specifically about a He-Man themed RPG that you can get. And it's pretty interesting. So anyway, stay tuned later for that. Uh, his na- oh, his name's uh, Beckett Warren. Uh, he runs a store called Weird Rims in Cleveland. So he's a, he's, a really, he's a really funny guy. We had a good talk. I think you'll like it. I think you will, too. Uh, by the way, the way that you say, like, the word realms. Uh-huh. It's such a, is that a, okay, regional dialect check. What's that? The word R-E-A-L-M. R-E-A-L-M. Realms? Realm? Yeah, and I and you say it more like a realm, realm, <laughs> which is like it's like forgotten realms. Yeah, is yeah. that a is no that r- a... rims are what you have in your car, <laughs> realms. Yeah, realms, realms. It's like realms. an elm. With is that an an ad, is that like an Adipolgus thing? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what know it is. That. Anyway, I like to I like to give attention to all the letters in the word realms. Yeah, there you go. Okay, <laughs> weird realms, y'all. Go to it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he'd use that. <laughs> there you go, Beckett, on the house. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, yeah, but um, so the interview with Beckett, that's very exciting. Um, I do like touching base with the different different people in the He-Maniverse. Speaking of weird realms, we open on... Wolf hells. Skeletor's up to something. Uh, and it's a pretty good plan this time. Um, he's got the most devices he's ever juggled in one episode going on. He really does. I wonder if he felt a little tense, and that's why he was in such a bad mood. <laughs> Do you know who he reminded me of? Like, your band director in school, when he was in a bad mood. Like just just get a little just get a little short with everybody. He was really just laying into Beast Man just a little too much. There was something else going on. He didn't get some funding he needed or something. Yeah, I just think he he knew that the stakes were high because this was his best plan yet. So he's stealing dragon eggs to create a dragon army, and he doesn't explain it yet. But he's going to combine those eggs with a growth serum to make the dragons grow up fast, 
and then we'll get to it, but he's also got some sort of uh, dragon pearl he's collecting for um, other business. Yeah, for other business. And then, so this was this was one of the episodes where his uh, devices and or bags of tricks did not come from Amazon Prime. Um, it actually, the dragon pearl was extracted from a swamp, from the slime swamp, by Merman. So... Yeah, did you hear him dogging on Merman? I, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it wasn't just with the eggs? It wasn't, no, I... I yeah, that is weird, because it's uh, dragon-related, right? but other type of dragon-related. He just knew they'd go well, pair well together. I guess okay. so, yeah. But he, no, well, it was, so. it was a piece. He, he had... Mo- uh, multifaceted plan. Yeah, it really was. It was, it. it was complicated. But yeah. he was he was really um, dogging on Merman, and he would and he was he was saying he traded it to me for some Eternian silver. That's right. Oh. <laughs> I know. Like also, let's just say Merman didn't want to trade it with him for any amount of silver. Like, what's Merman gonna do with the dragon pearl or anything? Yeah, he's he's not very magical. So no. it's it's hard. It would be hard for him to use it. Yeah, he would just kind of have to sit on it like an egg. Or what else would you do? If <laughs> keep it warm. <laughs> keep yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is he gonna do with it? Maybe you could pick up chicks with it. Other mer chicks. Mer chicks. They like. Hey, he like wears it around his neck. Medallion. <laughs> 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 he's like. Hey, he's, he's like. Look at my dragon pearl. Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Lynn types would be impressed, I think. She would be. And then, of course, if she would have had it, even though she can do magic, she would have just made some tacky jewelry out of it, you know, so. She would wear it on her, her ring finger. Yeah. She could use it as like a... Look at my Etsy shop. One of the funny things uh, about this episode is they start, they, they really lean heavy into this theme of uh, control. And they keep talking about how Beastman controls the beasts, but Skeletor controls Beastman. And you start seeing Beastman pushing back at Skeletor a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? When you phrase it like that, that's actually, that sounds quite sophisticated. Because when I was watching it, I was just like, wow, they sure like to talk about how Beastman controls things so the kids aren't idiots and remember. Because I, I think it was a bit of a spurious logic there. You know, like, oh, well, Beastman controls the beast, and I control Beastman, so I control all the beasts he controls. It's like, well, I guess that's true, but man, does magic work like that? That was a new power for him, as far as I know. Beastman? Yeah. No, that's his thing. Well, so far in the show, though, I don't know if we've seen Have we that. seen him controlling beasts yet? I feel like this is the first time. That yeah, yeah, I actually controlling him. I think he might have stopped some of them before. Okay. All right. But yeah, yeah, actually controlling them to do something. Yeah. Yes, this is the first time. Correct. Then also, do they always do those wolf howls outside of... Uh, I hadn't heard that before. Right? So I was like, are they related to Beastman? Is it like his cousins out there? They're just howling and they're just looking for... what What's happening there? That was a new thing. I'm glad that it wasn't what just me. wolf howls? Like, I... They, In the background. Yeah. Every time they would go back to uh, Snake Mountain, mm-hmm. there would be just like... like, like just, Okay. <laughs> I think it was Beastman's <clears throat> friends and neighbors. I don't know. I don't know who it yeah, for was. Yeah, Beastman episodes, they had more beasts out there, Maybe, maybe so. Yeah, maybe, maybe they were calling to him. And then I'm thinking like, wow, this is like some new, uh, some new fauna. Yeah, I did, I, I, did enjoy, I did enjoy the beginning where he was, when he was arguing back and forth and he's like, I'm going to show you some power. And he's like, yeah. what'd you say? And he's like, nothing. He got sassy. Yes, Beastman, he did. Beastman got sassy. Between hearing about trading with merman and beastman getting sassy it was kind of interesting thinking about these henchmen being people in their own right and like having characters beyond being just henchmen like they do have 
things they care about and they don't like being pushed around and they have lives outside of being summoned by Skeletor. It was kind of interesting. Yeah, then an important question about those lives is what do you think Merman bought with that attorney <laughs> in silver? What, what, he, what he, would he have bought? I mean, you know. A boat or, motor? <laughs> boat motor? Why? Why would he want a boat? A he would get warden. caught in a boat motor. He's a game warden. He would get caught. In a game. <laughs> There's all kinds of tragedy happening here. Harpoons, harpoons. I guess. I think he may have gone to a restaurant or a grocery store, asked to speak to the manager, and asked if they had like any old chicken they were throwing out, and he'll give them that for it. Uh, yeah, I think, like he feed alligators, like so, like old rotted. Rot- oh, okay, raw okay, yeah. He would just buy regular chicken. It's a lot of silver, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> move it on up, merman. <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> I, I I would think like he would want like like seaweed cutters or something like that, so he didn't have to like swim through that garbage. Oh yeah, like little hedge clippers. Yeah, but for seaweed, that could work. Ah, uh, or maybe he wants like one of those tie dye T shirts you can get at the beach. Oh, I know what he wants is the the, the color changing ones, <laughs> <laughs> the surf shop or whatever it was. Yeah, the uh, Janeiro hypercolor. There you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. It says red dude. <laughs> Airbrush merman, merman on it. <laughs> Airbrush t-shirts are fantastic. It is it is a uniquely wonderful. Art form. I love it. I love airbrush t-shirts. Can't get enough of them. Right, go-karts at Myrtle. <laughs> at, at Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Myrtle Beach, yes. Because yeah. that's what you do at the beach. You ride go-karts. He would do that. And then they'd have one of those photo ops where it's like an old-timey criminal stockade. And then like he poses with his head like like in the stocks. Like I don't know why. <laughs> I, I always enjoyed doing the cowboy one where you dress up and dress up in cowboy things and hold the gun and then it was like an old timey like oh, black and white yeah. I don't know why I'd like that but I did I I like um I used to do those a lot because we lived near Gatlinburg Tennessee so like that was all you know it's all like lace fans and you know like a garter that you stick a gun in like that was that's like the whole thing that's the whole shebang I never picked a garter when I was younger <laughs> <laughs> not your favorite prop the men had a lot more boring choices as it turns out because yeah, was... like as a lady you could be like as trampy as you wanted to be or you know you could like be like high collar like you know fancy lady but the dudes it's just like here's a gun <laughs> <Cowboy hat. laughs> nothing like getting into a picture with your mom and she decides to go trampy <laughs> <laughs> mom we were supposed to coordinate be the You're supposed to be dowager a... who got a claim <laughs> classy ladies classy ladies <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of those that I remember they would do like like bathtub shots like I clearly never did anything like that I was much too young um, but like you would like get in the bathtub like you're nude with like old timey pearls and like an old timey gun still in the bathtub that's not good for your gun if you drop it okay but yeah that was I never what, what, <laughs> which one did you go to <laughs> that, look Gallenberg was a honeymoon destination for oh, many okay. many many oh, okay I see it was many it was, tacky couples who like to get see. married uh, near airbrush I'm, I'm, uh, I have one Gatlinburg memory remember the time we went to Gatlinburg and I got the hiccups for 45 minutes <laughs> yes I remember that and we're not to speak of it okay you were so mad. I'm still me. mad. I'm still mad. Because when he gets hiccups, he don't know what to do. He don't try to get rid of them. He's just like, I'm going to write this out. Now, is it... 
<laughs> Selfie. It's a. It, it's not that I don't know what to do. It's that I don't care. No, he doesn't have any like techniques. You know when you get I don't need no, 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 no. I got, I got, I got one technique. Okay, one technique. Listen okay. to this, Will. It's right. gonna change your life. Uh, it's real weird. Okay. It's gonna change real your life. weird, but it works for me. Works for me every time. I usually lay lay down upside down on on the couch, uh-huh. like with my head hanging over the side, mm-hmm. and then hold my breath. Uh huh. And then it stops, like, because you're like, it's causing the the diaphragm to not like. Convulse, convulse. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. and then like i do that probably for like 30 seconds or a minute hold my breath and then i'm done so that sounds good I'm every gonna try time that next time so every time i need scott's couch to be able to do this though <laughs> no. uh, so what i so scott is not necessary so Sarah's oh, gonna I've, walk I've, in the room and say why are you in my house i got the hiccups <laughs> Said, you gotta drive from Gatlinburg to my house <laughs> to get rid of there them. There gonna be strangers in your house who heard this. Uh, as ridiculous. You have to have a strategy, okay? My strategy is ten small sips of water in one breath. Anyway, that was one great afternoon. No. Don't ever just let it ride if you got the hiccups. Show everyone you care by trying to get rid of them, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Pity you're not two orcos. You could eat twice as much. Not a bad idea. Tell us about the great afternoon they're having at Palace Eternia. Uh, oh, maybe I should ask you this. Did you feel like there were any themes they were trying to hammer home <laughs> <laughs> that started at the dinner? Did you feel like there was some message they were trying to tell know. you? I don't know. I was like, of course, Prince Adam loves teamwork because he's the one on the group assignment. Is like, well, we used my computer, so that's my part. Mm-hmm. And then like, and you do all the writing, and you do all the everything, and I'll sit here like teamwork. He loves it. Of course, he loves it. Let me see your paper, Father. I mean, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> teamwork. So quick on there, buddy, Father. <laughs> Did you like do so so was the four orcos better than one for you? Well, it introduced a whole host of questions about identity and what it would mean to have four of them, but apparently they were temporary. Apparently he can't hold that many of himself for that long a time, so I was satisfied. I was real stressed out when there were four of them. Do you, do you, do you think it's like a horcrux where he splits him <laughs> he splits his soul? He had to murder somebody. And then splits his soul into multiple things. I, would I go, hope so. I was going more multiplicity with Michael Keaton. Okay. Like, right. like they were going to get uh, dumber or more specific. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, less, less and off. less and less. Yeah. yeah. When Orko announced that he was going to try to make another one of him, I just go, no. In my notes, <laughs> that's what I wrote. No. Hey, he got a lot done. He did a good trick. He ate a lot of food. That's just wasteful, Orko. I yeah, think- wait, wait. He made food for them and then he ate it all. I don't get it. <laughs> what are they going to eat? Yeah, the king loved it, though. Yeah, that's and It true. was his idea. He's like, you could eat more if there were more of you. He's like, that's weird. That's a weird king. Like, <laughs> yeah, if, if that's how you rule, no wonder your whole like kingdom is a dump. The like, king, you know, king like, has nothing to do. No. He had nothing to do, and then apparently a very weird attitude about food and, and surpluses. They are just a hair away from gladiator matches in Eternia because that king is bored out of his mind. Yeah, he's he likes to clap a lot and laugh. <laughs> Yay! His, his main activities are, are clapping and laughing 
Although I do have to say, is this the most successful dinner magic show we've seen Orko do so far? Yeah, everybody was happy. He pulled off the trick. And he put himself back together. It was quick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. Getting better, Orko. Orko, listen to them about teamwork. <laughs> well, and I, I, I think he might have got interrupted before he could do something bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Now, man just hold that pose, flame face. This is the point when uh, Skeletor does assault the castle with his new dragon army. With his dragon egg that hatches and then promptly grows because of the growth serum, which was unrelated, although I was okay with it because he got that off QVC. I guess I guess Evelyn got that for him. I was thinking about that. I think he must really like those. Um, if you bought this, you must also you might also like. And so he typed in <laughs> right. dragon. It's like, ooh. <laughs> right. Make him grow Girl. ten times quicker. Yeah. People who bought this also bought. Yeah, and uh, so we get to see um, some good blaster work from Tila. Mm-hmm. Tila taking charge, you know. We get to see some oopsie-daisy tumbles from He-Man. <laughs> yes, he did do that. Uh, roll left, roll right. Oopsie-daisy. There he goes. Look at He-Man. <laughs> And then, and then Ram Man came in and yep. missed him. <laughs> Ram Man got dumber. They, du- they doubled down. Oh, yeah. I know what is going go on. stoic with him or dumb, and they went dumb. They went total dumb. Yeah, I'm a little dumb, troubled. I beat him, I think. That was upsetting. Okay, now here, consider this. Ram Man can't, he doesn't do anything that He-Man cannot do in, in terms of knocking down a wall or, you know, dispatching some people. Except he does it at great physical cost. <laughs> like, it's hurting him and making him dumber every time it happens. And so it's just really, really sad. Yeah, he has no form. He has, he has yet to be able to do anything gracefully like it when he hits it it does hurt him and he falls down it every hurts him time. and it makes him it makes him worse and it's making his quality of life worse i think that they need to like kindly give him a little pension and let him go on his way <sighs> or a blaster or a blaster just teach him to shoot or something no they give they give him a really hard helmet and he's they're good he's good to go okay Co- coach says you gotta get back in there <laughs> coach scott says Ramman, you okay baby? we reinforced your neck you're all right <laughs> You just so just walk it off, Ramp Man. You okay? Put a little spit and dirt on there. You okay? You don't need your mama. Get out there. You all right? <laughs> Oopsie Daisy. You all right? You a big man. Get out there, big man. You you tough. Yeah, walk it off. <laughs> I also like how He Man just picks up the dragon and tosses him. <laughs> yeah, he did throw that dragon. <laughs> but then, of course, Man Arms comes to save the day, and he has. Uh, magic stasis ray mm-hmm. is that what it is mm-hmm. and just i guess it freezes him or in time mm-hmm. or something so he can undo that or it's undone after we a certain amount of time see it undone but you would imagine that it doesn't kill them well we come well as not to give it away at later on but they come back so obviously it's just a temporary thing i would assume yeah or maybe he has to shoot him again reverse i don't know you know, yeah. they, they don't mention that. They really didn't explain how they worked too much, just that he was glad that he made two of them because <laughs> Tila got one and then he got one. And I think that's hilarious because it's just like, you know, when you buy stuff to make pies at like Thanksgiving, you're like, well, I got two pie crusts. I may as well just make two pies. I think that's how Man-at-Arms treats like all kinds of gadgets and, and rays. Every and time guns. he makes a weapon, it's like, my daughter would like this. Yeah, that's very <laughs> sweet when you think of it that way. <laughs> Tila's going to have a good time. 
Going to cut off two heads. <laughs> Our new home, Castle Grayskull. So we're back to uh, Skeletor's lair again? I think so. Oh, I, I did make a note of uh, uh, when he said that he, I'm so powerful, I even impressed myself. Yeah, that was the second time we've heard him do that. Same. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. That's one of his best lines for sure. Oh, yeah. And then this is, this is when also he explains the growth serum, I think, because he's looking at it. He's like, good, my growth serum's working. Oh, right. He did. He has a full complement of uh, evil warriors with him this time, and I always yeah. love that when he's got a, got a whole bunch of them. Can we do a quick roll call here? Okay. We've got Evil Lynn, mm-hmm. Trap Jaw, yep. Beast Man, mm-hmm. the Panther, his Panther, which I love. This is mm-hmm. one of the few uh, appearances he has. And uh, I wanted to mention there's an unnamed man who we know from the toys as Jitsu. Jitsu, okay. okay. I was, I, I, I didn't, I meant to look him up, but I didn't. Jitsu is what we might call problematic. <laughs> that's the word I knew, but that's what I was going to say. J- Jitsu yes. is maybe not a a sensitive cultural representation of anything of any any culture on earth well uh actually i did a little research about him please tell us um uh filmation had the same concerns (laughs) and so (laughs) wise um he does not his um toy is um does a little better um and um he's sort of introduced as um an arch enemy to the he-man warrior fisto and they sort of have a rivalry and he doesn't look as stereotypical but Filmation was very concerned after this episode, and so they didn't give him any lines, and this is his only appearance. And so they just released the toy line, and they never really do much with him. Oh, okay. So they, the, so they did release a toy? Like an actual, like, He-Man line? Okay. I mean, he did Not the a, classics. He had a good punching fist. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, the toy he had big has, fist. A, has a gold fist to, okay. to yeah. match Fisto's isn't that, fist. Later, isn't, isn't it? He has a karate chop. They were going to name him Chopper, actually. They were going to name him Chopper? Yeah, but they just changed it to Jitsu. <laughs> okay. So, so and... interesting, fact about him. Some interesting facts about him. And that's why you don't leave old guys in charge of animating. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, it was good to see you, Jitsu. Sorry we won't see you again. Some say it was never okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset. So, so the whole crew goes to uh, their plan is to take over Castle Grayskull, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the whole dragons were just a distraction, which again, clever. That was clever, Skeletor. I'm, I'm with him on this plan. It's going well. So they show up at the gates of Castle Grayskull. Uh, every, everybody there, whole field trip, and they call out Sorceress to come to the window. And I was <laughs> really enjoying sorceress's lines she said something to them as an afterthought about i've got enough trouble here without you what was she talking about what sort of trouble is she having just prince adam being naughty all the time i'm sure <laughs> just like him just like showing up after he just went mud bogging and like and being like sorceress hi <laughs> our kids selling wrapping paper at her house too much yeah just yeah what well, it didn't seem like it was anything too crazy probably orko just doing stupid stuff all the time oh, and then you, she's got to fix it you know castle grayskull has like septic tank problems like way yeah. way out there they've got like a septic field well and... yeah, yeah so this just goes into the bog <laughs> and merman like thanks a lot <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was uh it, that's it, not mud out there no, oh merman <laughs> that's no good 
Um, I was a little, I thought it was kind of funny when Skeletor said he, he was going to get all the secrets of Castle Grayskull. Cause it's like, well, when you pan around the inside of Castle Grayskull, like the, in, the interior, it's just like rocks, you know, <laughs> vaguely planetary bodies, shape looking gray. Like what are the, these secrets don't look too fabulous. I got to tell you, like, I, I'm sure that they are there magically, but the interiors not great. Wouldn't sell that on like I don't think Zillow would list that very high. I'm not sure. I it, it might sell well if the, if it if it sold with the with her with her um, bed set and everything because that yeah. bed that that bedroom was amazing. The bedroom was amazing compared to the the rest of the castle. You're just like man, this looks like Skeletor's lair almost. It it's does. a little dungy. It, it's, I mean, it is a castle, but you know. Yeah, it, it looks dark and dank, and then like all they have there is like the occasional like corridor to another dimension. Corridor. <laughs> Just, I mean, like a throw rug, some yeah. curtains. Would it have killed you to do a little decorating sorceress? I mean, Come you on. could just go over to Home Depot and get some paint. I mean, it's not that expensive. Now let's check in with nerd store proprietor and friend of the show, Beckett Warren, the owner of Weird Rims in Cleveland, Ohio. Probably would have been three or four when the uh-huh. came out. Like, a, like I remember... Like looking at the, you know, JC Penny catalog or whatever, uh-huh. around Christmas time, and just being like, but like, like I would have been four, maybe even three, but uh, you know, it was early. We were on the late side of that too. It was around eighty-three to eighty-five, so we actually collected toys and stuff during the syndication period, which I think is pretty common. And then, yeah, so then uh, I would have been watching the cartoon. At that time, a you know, big like Orko, Ser- uh, big fan of Orko. We uh, that is so funny you mentioned that. Um, everybody will be rolling their eyes when they hear that because I am a huge fan and a huge defender of Orko, and uh, everybody else on the show gives me crap about it all the time. But I love him. I love how he looks like the little Final Fantasy guy, and he's so creepy. I think he's great. Yeah. Well, the Final Fantasy guy looks like him. Uh, did did they copy? Did they copy him specifically? You think? Um, well, I mean. Just uh, chronologically. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They, he looks like him. He should get credit for that. Yeah. And, I, always, uh, I always felt like he just I hadn't mean, grown like, into his whole I don't know if I would yet. like work him now. <laughs> 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 when I was like five, I thought he was funny and clever, <laughs> you know. Well, I like to think that he's grown into his horrible dark powers by now. Yeah, actually, that would be a great story. You know? I think so, Orko, too. The evil wizard, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. just like, you know, he started off as like this kind of like, you know, well-meaning, but bumbling sorcerer. And then just because it's taken from everybody. Exactly. Man at arms is just cruel to him all the time. Or, or it's like some kind of like infinite loop thing where Orko is Skeletor. I, I think that would work fine. We never see his face. He might as well be. Um, so we're talking to you a little bit before your uh, store actually opens. What time do you guys open? Uh, one and one. Yeah. Okay, okay. And I I wasn't uh, quite sure. Is it more of like a uh, like a tabletop game store? Do you have people in there pretty much just setting up tabletop games all day? Um. Yeah. Uh. Well, not all day. Um. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a like a four table set up for okay. for games in the in the back area. I guess yeah. Thought things out. I would have put it on phone so I could have done a little walk. What do most people play? Um, 
a lot of just different board games, like a little heavier Euro type. Okay. Um, there's a weekly Dungeon Crawl Classics game that's usually pretty well attended, uh, which is like a role-playing game, kind of a, like nutty, old-school D&D mm-hmm. type. Lots of caltrops being dropped. Yeah, or well, like <laughs> caltrops would be like a solid equipment. You know, like you start, okay. you start off as, uh, yeah, like uh, a blacksmith or a gong farmer with a bag of <laughs> of that you collected in a field, <laughs> or you know, like uh, a farmer with a chicken. Okay. And then, uh, you got run through a meat grinder where most of the characters get killed. Oh, that's and, fun. Uh, that's fun. So any any good adventure, you're pretty much starting out stabbing rats. Yeah. Well, like, well, no. That's that's what's even better is like you're fighting like horrific things from other planes, which should not be known by mortal <laughs> man. But you're just totally unprepared for it. So that yeah. <laughs> so but you you get four characters, yeah, most of which are killed, and then the one that survives uh, hits first level and becomes like. An adventurer, so it's like you're playing the backstory of oh, how fun. you fun, interesting, interesting. You became an adventurer. It's it's pretty good. So, um, do you sell uh, any Masters of the Universe stuff uh, through your store? I do have a uh, crawling under a broken moon issue that is all about running a He-Man type game for Dungeon Crawl Classics, uh-huh. uh, the aforementioned uh, RPG. Uh, that's probably the only real he-man thing i have in stock at the moment actually i've been meaning i heard that the new he-man comic is like actually very good yeah i've i've, I've been reading the the solicitations for that as well but i've, I've yet to read it myself <laughs> i guess i'm especially curious about exactly what this is is it kind of like buying a campaign story that you lay over the structure of the of the um of the of the game is that how it works well, it's it's much it's much looser than say like a uh, buying a campaign. Um, <laughs> so like uh, it it will like well here for example it'll it has like a special character class for the uh, uh, theory and well you know they change the uh, you know they change names to like be plausibly deniable. As far yeah. as, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, there's so there's like a, a character class, and then um, yeah, like there's a table to um, you know come up with your like heroic name. Mm-hmm. So uh, it might be something like Battle Power O, you know, mm-hmm. like you pick mm-hmm. one from each, and uh, a goofy table for cobble together type armor. Yeah, you definitely want to be uh, somebody who has the armor and not the sad villager leotard, I would guess. Right. So, and then, like, you know, like goofy, like power sword type stuff, uh-huh. a little like miniature adventure that has like a lich that's like a stand in for Skeletor. Oh, fun. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then there's like a mechanic in the game for patrons, which are like, you know, otherworldly uh, entities that you can swear fealty to and they'll grant you power in exchange for. Uh, ordering you to to do uh, wicked deeds or whatever. So there's like a castle old skull, which is like the stand-in for gray skull. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's some like monster tables or monster descriptions. So yeah, that and that's that's pretty much the entirety of the issue. Um, <laughs> do they give um, any direction about putting a story together or is it is mostly giving you the, the, the assets to drop into a story? 
Yeah, it's yeah, it's more there's like implied story. Like, you know, it's like assuming that a person would be familiar enough with He-Man um, to then just kind of run with it. Like, well, Skeletor gets some garbage. They're sitting around uh, the palace. Sorceress tells you you have to deal with it, and you throw a boulder at the end. Yeah, uh, that would be. <laughs> uh, you should. Uh, you should run. You should run the game. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about the about uh, what patrons like. I could I could easily see uh, obviously sorceress would be somebody that that would be like your quest giver. I could see uh, shadow weaver or hordak being people. <clears throat> oh, what was the suck creature from He Man? Oh, oh, leech, leech. That was a cool. That my dentist had leech. Your dentist had leech. Yeah, there was like a toy box. Uh huh. You know. So to distract you from the looming like pain and discomfort, uh, that, so, Leech was in there for sure. And is this something that you play with, uh, like in the waiting room, or while he's uh, pulling out all your teeth? Yeah, in the waiting room. In the waiting room. Okay, so it's one of those germ-riddled doctor's office toys. I yeah, I hadn't uh, had ever considered its uh, <laughs> likely filth. But uh, oh, the sk- who was the skunk? And the toy uh, had that weird smell. Oh, funny! Uh, well, obviously that'd be uh, skunkor, and and so that's funny. If they close the box, I guess everybody starts smelling like skunkor. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I was actually reading that um, when they made his mold, they um, actually dropped little patchouli drops in his uh, plastic, and that's how they got him stinky. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was great. He was great to torment little sisters and, and such. That's a very hit dentist you had. I think ours pretty much had uh pencils. <laughs> it's definitely not definitely not as exciting as, as He-Man toys. I also like the idea that maybe Leech was something uh subtle and symbolic he was putting in there. Like if you don't take care of your teeth, you will have no teeth and, and be like Leech, I guess. Maybe that's a little deep for the dentist office. I'm not sure. I think that's. I think that was. I, now, now that you mention it, I'm pretty sure there was. A, there was like a poster uh, with the leech toy sticking to it that says, "Don't be a leech. Brush your teeth." Seriously? How funny! Now he, I made that up. But, oh, but, we'll pretend you didn't. Imagine. Yeah, you know, the world is <laughs> okay. what we created, right? Okay. Uh, he's kind of like the ultimate cavity creep, I guess. Well, um. I, I did want to make sure um, if uh, people live anywhere around you that they could um, find the store. I don't know if you do um, online orders or if you need to come on site for everything, but do you want to give anybody information about how to get in contact with your store or where to find it, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I, I do do online orders. Uh, the website is weirdrealms.com. The physical store is uh, 11508 Lorraine Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. You can also, yeah, you know, like if, yeah, you can also just like, you know, email me if, or like check out the, uh, like the Instagram. That, that's where like I post, you know, some of the weirder, cooler stuff that mm-hmm. as it comes in. Um, and then, yeah, you, know, you can always just like send me a direct message. Or, yeah, you can follow me on Facebook at Facebook dot com slash weird realm twitter uh at weird realms cle that's like cleveland's uh airport got it got it okay Uh, yeah but yeah i don't know there's even there's a youtube channel (laughs) okay but that's like you know z y 
XX F, you know, you got to search for that. There's no address <laughs> for that. Um, and you carry the um, uh, He-Man uh, campaign magazine that you were, you were discussing. Uh, I do. Yeah. Crawling under a broken moon uh, issue five. Cool. But I have the, the uh, complete run of crawling under a broken moon, which is kind of, which actually it derives its name from Thundar. Fun. Okay. Well, uh, so uh, if anybody wants to visit Cleveland, you can visit the home of Drew Carey. You can see a baseball game, eat Skyline Chili, and visit no, Beck- Skyline Chili is uh, Beckham, Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati. That's Cincinnati. You cannot have Skyline Chili. You cannot. I, I mean, I think there might be like a Skyline Chili, like it's like you know, fast food <laughs> restaurant, right? Oh, okay. So, sorry about that. It's the only thing exciting there is uh, weird rims <laughs> that Beckett Warren runs, and you can also see monuments of Drew Carey. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. The, you know, uh, industrial decay, urban <laughs> wasteland. No offense to any any Clevelanders. No, we take pride in that. Okay. Oh yeah, it's no it's no. Like, it's like it's like He Man. It's the post-apocalypse place. You're going to be forging heroes. Sorceress puts up a decent fight, but they amplify their power, and then so she gets trapped into the Dragon Pearl. But uh, she is able to get out a a frantic text to He-Man through, you know, the ether, and and she goes, He-Man! Yeah, there's there's a lot of that going on in this episode. Yeah, it really is. Because He-Man can do it, too. Yeah, they're all he, just. He, he does it to Orko. He does. It was, it was like even Prince Adam, like Prince, like it. He, yeah, why isn't it He Man? <laughs> yeah, like what? Wait, wait, wait. When when she does it, is it He Man? I'm trying to think now. Or is it Prince Adam? I think it's He Man. I think yeah. she talks. Think she called He Man. So she talks to He Man, uh-huh. and then He Man talks to Orko as Prince Adam. That isn't. <laughs> Why did you just make it He Man? It just depends on what account he signed into. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like two. You know, like we said, it's like two separate beings, and he's like over here, and he can like control. I think he's like, got like email forwarding. Like they sent it to He Man at Gmail, but he sent it from Prince Adam at Gmail. Oh, okay, all right, all right. All right. So it looks like it's yeah. like a yeah. All right. I love when he got the text. It's an from, alias. Yes, when he got the text from Sorceress, it came to him when he was riding with his crew and. Everybody had a vehicle. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Everybody amazing. Everybody was on a sky sled. Tila was on the yacht. Stratus no. was flying. Uh, and he, a man in arms, was on on uh, the. It was. It looked like a sky sled, but it was on wheels. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. was that the battle the, ram? Yeah, uh, is that what it's called? Uh, that might be. Yeah, the green one that you pull and it like shoots off. Yeah, I think so. But it was like an open canopy. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a motorcycle, but awesomer. Yeah. Um, this is probably also a good time to bring this up. I wanted to mention there was one little scene where they make contact with Stratos, uh, where Stratos is flying by and he sees Tila and he tells Tila that um, his home, Avion, has been under attack. Yeah, I, I wrote that down too. That that makes him Stratos of Avion, yeah. which is a great name. What? It is great. It's, I love Avion. It's so cool to think about them having uh, lives outside of this. And, I, you know, Stratos is probably like He-Man where he's from. Yeah. And I, I mean, the 
teenage girl in me was like, I want him to get together with Tila. I think he'd be a good match for Tila. I think you would too. Oh, she was a sorcerer. She could be a bird. He could be flying. Oh That'd be man, good. that's beautiful. Yeah, they yeah. can make bird babies. Yeah, I guess leave so. it in a nest, and then all all the the Larry Barrel and Barrel will come out after him. <laughs> oh, and somewhere. the cycle continues. This is good. <laughs> That's a good story. <laughs> Check our fan fiction at wizardsnightshirt.com. <laughs> like, let's cut the Larry Barrel and Barrel part. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed it seemed tonally inappropriate. It what? stays, or you don't publish. <laughs> Whatever. They're an integral part of every romance. Hey, that's it. I remember what Adam said. Maybe teamwork's the answer. That's it. Let's bring all the dragons here. But Beastman controls them. Then we'll control Beastman. Come on! So... Uh, Tila and He-Man break into Snake Mountain because sure uh, they're they're going to the try to stop Beast Man because they know that Beast Man is controlling the dragons. Right. Because they they oh oh no yeah yeah because they want the dragons to open up Castle Grayskull. Yes, that is yes. They need all the power. Together. Okay, of yes. the dragons. <laughs> right. We're doing good on our book report. This is pretty complicated. <laughs> There's a lot going on. And then, so at the meantime, uh, Skeletor had transported back the Dragon Pearl back to Snake Mountain to keep it safe. That's right. Okay. Gee, you're doing good. You're doing good with this. I'm glad you're keeping up with it. When, when they were... Scott had his listening years on this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not. Oh, did you? Uh, it reminds me. I still have nightmares about in elementary school when you're, maybe it's just me, but learning how to listen. And whenever they would put on a little film strip or something said, all right, we're going to have a quiz when this is over. Automatically, my brain shut down because it went into panic mode. I just know however good I paid attention, they're going to ask, how many oranges does Puerto Rico export in a year? And like, I don't know. That doesn't mean I didn't watch it. But anyway, that's how I feel right now. Like Scott's done real good. He knows how many oranges are going to export. It's worth 200,000. <laughs> it's worth noting that Will has OCD. That he didn't get treated <laughs> until he was much older. So that explains those feelings in the elementary school film strip. Did you ever get to be the person when they did the slide movies who got to like advance the slides because the teacher did not feel like getting up? No, they didn't trust us with that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. I get to For some that. reason, my high school had that stuff. So we were a poor high school. <laughs> <laughs> not like, necessarily we were a poor high school. We weren't a poor high school, but we just didn't have new technology. They're like, science like hasn't a, changed. It's still the life cycle of the butterfly. Watch it. This this was like the history and like it was like the old school one where it was like the, the big metal thing and you had to like slide in the stuff and you had to hit the thing. It was, oh, it was yeah. ridiculous. Like, yeah. where did you pull this out of? Like, it was there since, like, the 50s, and they just kept using it. See, and that's probably better than what they did at my high school, because I remember very briefly, for, like, a hot second, we got new science books, and, like, the county went nuts and bought Laserdisc players. Oh, we did that. So, like, like, it's, like, the teacher's, like, pulling out this Laserdisc. It's, like, the size of, like, her head and bigger, and she's, like, yeah, and she's, like, let's watch the bonus features. And it was just like so ridiculous because you know you know that didn't do anybody any good. So. I I had a oh, what year was that? It was like, God, it was like nineteen ninety or something. I had a friend. His dad was like really into technology, and he had a laser disc. He's like, you want to watch? I don't know, Aladdin on Laserdisc. And he had like a projection screen, so it was like a 100-inch screen. It was amazing. I'm like, I'm in the theater. Like, it was amazing. <laughs> and that, yeah, you're right. The thing is like, it's bigger than a record, yeah, I think. Yeah, they're massive. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Men in arms would enjoy all the technology. I did think it was cool that we got to that. Uh, this was the first time <clears throat> He-Man's friends had been inside of Snake Mountain, so we got to see a lot more of the interior, which was pretty cool. And, and you, you, you think that they would also have some kind of security, like I don't know, traps like, and stuff, like mm -hmm. mi or like minions that just hang out there? Yeah, because or does he always just he just leaves it alone? And then it's, I don't know. It just like seems... Nobody wants to come here. Yeah, they only yeah. use the conference room, and then, like, it's just no, nothing else happens there. <laughs> Do you think he went to, like, Skeletor's bedroom? He's, like, messing up his clothes. <laughs> like, I unfolded all your clothes. <laughs> My loincloths are all disheveled. <laughs> <laughs> Beastman, have you been in my room again? <laughs> like, there is fur everywhere. What are you doing, Doritos in my bed? I'm shedding. <laughs> Don't shake. <laughs> when they were there, I'd, I'd really liked uh, how Tila is like the only person unimpressed with He-Man. At one point when he said like what he was doing, she says, where are you going? <laughs> where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Tila knows what's up. There was some good tussling in that in that whole scene. I just I don't remember the details, but I just wrote that it was good tussling. Too bad about the others, but at least I escaped. Not for long. You've had it, Skeletor. We'll see about that. So it's not too long after this that He Man has the face off with Skeletor in the mouth of Snake Mountain. Is that right? Is that where we are? Yeah, maybe that was the good tussling I was referring to. <laughs> and then and then Skeletor gets humongous. Cause, that was awesome. Yes, it was. That was very And then cool. he just falls. And you're just like, what? What? Oh, man, I want to see more of the <laughs> I did humongous see the, Skeletor. Humongous Skeletor was great. He grabbed He-Man's little hand. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a little Barbie. And then He-Man tosses him over to a cliff. And then he's and then he's safe. But then uh, who comes up? It's uh, Mama, Mama the, Dragon. Oh, that's right, Mama Dragon. He's like, show him. And he's like, I got the dragon stone. And then Mama Dragon comes behind him. He's like, ah, and he drops it. This is the dragon pearl that falls with a sorceress in it. And the dragon goes and retrieves the sorceress also. Yeah, she, she busts her out mm -hmm. with her dragon breath. I'm a little bummed that they didn't give the Mama Dragon like a voice or lines or anything like that. Yeah, that like would have been really nice. I wanted to hear her like, you know, say like, go, I don't know how she would talk, but it did some good nodding when they were. Yeah, that was like, yeah, she just did like a little bro nod, like, yeah. like thanks, dragon, and she's like. <laughs> I do want to say though, I do, I want to, I want a chess piece that I can push a button and a sky sled comes over and I can pick it up. Just yeah, like that, was that, that was fun. Just that was fun. I was like, that oh, fun. that's pretty cool. Yeah, Skeletor's sky sled is like a little different color. Same manufacturer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he, he got the dark model. Yeah, you would think that uh, King Randor would ask that company. He's like, can you not make stuff for Skeletor? <laughs> the free market rules. <laughs> <laughs> right. You would, you would think. With all that attorney and silver, they've got to get their hands on it. So because they're friends with the dragons. Uh, oh, yeah. At one point, the dragon made friends with Tila. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was funny. We, uh, we find out that they're friendly once that they're no longer under Beastman's control. Right. And so yeah. the dragons help them break into Castle Grayskull and break... Skeletor's spell over it. Because of teamwork. Right. Orko oh. reminded you about 50 times. Yeah. He was so proud of himself. It was just insufferable. <laughs> Can't stand it. I did want to say that the, the ending shot was pretty nice where they, they like went they went out of Snake Mountain and then out of Castle Grayskull. It was like a really good... I, it was like a really good shot of it, and then they went up and it was showed like the whole world. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, that was cool. I was really trying to, trying to get a good sense of the continents. I, I looked like... Um, in the northern hemisphere, they've got all this 
like the northwest, I got all this this ice land, mm-hmm. and then the south has the green stuff, and then on the right, it's all this volcanic. Uh, crud towns yeah which yeah. i guess is where eternia is <laughs> or or where yeah where snake mountain is or mm-hmm. whatever yeah yeah and then we also have orco pleading to keep a pet baby dragon as a pet because they're so cute and i was like also again irritated at that like orco needs a pet he <laughs> is a pet okay orco is a pet he doesn't like are you going to get a cat for your dog or vice versa no oh, that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> a dog for your cat no. Dog, clean out that glitter box. What's your problem? <laughs> you need to take responsibilities. Uh, everybody. Go walk your parakeet. And uh, He-Man thought it was very funny when the dragon comes back through the portal and licks Orko. Seeing He-Man laugh was very disconcerting oh, to he, me. Oh, he loves cackling. Yeah. They all do. It's, everyone laughs the same. Everyone's very maniacal. Or or they're just, they're just shot that way, I should say. Upward up the nose yeah it's important all the, all the- <laughs> yeah. it's that from below 60 minutes uncomfortable angle that makes you look like a villain you know one of those baby dragons might have made a nice pet hey i said my have. hey take it easy <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> and then, uh, so uh, that was right on the heels of uh, Orko begging for the dragon, and so we get to our moral, mm-hmm. which is to be kind to animals because, like, they depend on you. Which, okay, solid. I'll give you it, Orko. And he was quiet. He wasn't like yelling at the screen this time, and it was pretty quiet. Yeah. I hate how they create that sense of urgency when he says it's time for him to disappear. I'm like, where are you going? What do you have to do, Orko? Your busy schedule. Mm-hmm. He's got projects to finish before Men at Arms comes home. Is he, is he going to go to like his little tumbling class, or like what's he going to do? I think he's got spells and naughtiness to get into before <laughs> anybody finds him. <laughs> he's got to clean his room at least three more times before he gets it right. <laughs> he's got to take the whole box of fruit roll-ups out of the pantry and go eat it somewhere secretly, <laughs> where nobody else can have one. <laughs> shall we? Shall we rate? I think so. Okay. I'm trying to think. You know, I enjoyed this one pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, this this was, uh, uh, it had some good moments in it. Again, good tussles. Uh, oh, let me arrive at a number here. Hmm. I think I'll just give it a, a, a solid 3.8 Eternian Silvers. Just, you know, it was, it was solid. It was pretty fun. Didn't hate anything. Nobody mm-hmm. got on my nerves. Good times. Yeah, I automatically will put it above 3.5 if we get a um, new character, even though we discussed this one was problematic. <laughs> it's it's interesting. So um, I'm going to go... Yeah, I, I, could like, I, like this, I like this one too. I thought it was pretty pretty cool. I would say like uh, 3.9. Okay. Um, one, of, one of the things I thought was interesting was this was written by... Um, I didn't even write down his name. The guy who wrote it was, um, he did some work for Batman animated series and gargoyles. And I I don't know, I'm pretending like I can kind of notice that he did a few, um, little, uh, adventure novels and stuff too. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. 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 I liked it. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. So low. This is like, this is like, this is like the cream of the crop for, for He-Man right here. (laughs) You got dragons, you got a good plan. You got a new character. It keeps you interested the whole time. There's tumbling. (laughs) Uh, So I'm giving it a 4.7. Okay. All right. Busted. Busted the curve. Okay. I did. This is is the first 
really good He-Man episode that I liked a lot. Okay. Yeah. You're, I mean, because of the dragons. I'm getting mostly. persuaded. The dragons were fun. They, yeah. they, they really were. I wanted them to talk a little. I did want a little more personality, but that was pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm noticing that I'm really into the stories where some of the henchmen are really well developed. I like seeing ones where they I do like that. Yeah, go out yeah. on their own a little bit. And that's well, that's another reason too is like seeing Beastman's personality kind of mm-hmm. come out a little bit. Yeah, that was cool. where where you know he's he's only there because he's forced to be there. Aren't we all Beastmans? He like he used to have a summer job with a merman. It was too hard. Well, yeah, that would be agony, the heat. You <laughs> don't want that. Although he would be less vulnerable to mosquitoes, so I don't know, Beastman. Think about it. He'd just be drenched all the time. It'd smell like wet dog. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Beast Man. Mm. I, I don't know. I kind of see. I kind of see him as like um, a rainforest gorilla or something like that. Gorillas live in the rainforest. <laughs> orangutans. Orangutans. Like orangutan. Yeah, I yeah. see him as orangutan. Yeah. So I think I think he'd get he'd do just fine there. You think he'd be okay? Yeah, I think he'd be fighting snakes and stuff. You see him eating fruit, like bananas and stuff, or like <laughs> yeah, it's like, like it's like the Jungle Book. He's like King Louie there. Is is he? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Is he picking gnats out of other beast men's? <laughs> oh, he could find a lady beast man. We want lady versus everything. I do. Basically, it's just beast man with a bow in her hair. Who you call a furfish? <laughs> I don't know. Let's make it happen. And now, a few production notes. You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or on our website at http colon backslash backslash www.thewizardsnightshirt.com. And, of course, you can download the show on iTunes. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to leave us a review. It helps people find the podcast so it can grow. If you haven't already, please sign up for the newsletter through our Facebook page or our website. We'll let you know when new episodes are out, and we'll keep you updated on how things are going. It's real good. If you'd like to have a question or comment discussed on the show, please email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. And that's our show for today. We want to thank you for listening, and please remember, Stratos has his own life in Avion. Thank you very much.